Good evening, everyone. Tyson here with Bench Clear Media. Uh, again, please follow me at numbers underscore behind. Uh, excited for the show tonight. We got Mike Dudas on, who is a breaker, hobbyist, a great guy to chat football with. So I'm excited to have him on the show. Uh, again, a shout out to my sponsors, Queen City Breaks, uh, Harris, and Avery, and the guys over there cracking a lot of Bowman Chrome. If you're interested in that, that's been hot and heavy. Uh, they get great giveaways, great guys who do a great job with their breaks, and I enjoy being them myself. So go check out Queen City Breaks Facebook group. Big week of football coming up, a lot of big matchups, a lot of pivot games for teams, and so a lot for us to talk about. All right, welcome to Behind the Numbers. Like, I'm really excited to bring on our guest, Mike Dudas, the dude. Uh, I get to uh, break with Mike a little bit here and there. He helps me out with some baseball breaks, little football breaks. Uh, but hey, Mike, how are you doing tonight? Good, Tysaia. Thank you for uh, having me on. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, actually we just completed, uh, one of our breaks that we break over in uh, powerhouse on Facebook, powerhouse breaks. Right. And, um, yeah, we just completed our Bowman Chrome where we've been breaking Bowman Chrome just came out this week and, uh, it's exciting. I, I'm, I'm glad that I've gotten into this uh, breaking business about, oh, now, so six months ago about approximately. So it's been, it's been awesome. That's great. That's great. And you and I have been chatting quite a bit and you're a big football fan as well. And I always kind of giving you a good compliment because you definitely have that uh, radio voice and you have a little bit of a radio background. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was a broadcast major myself in college and I, I worked at a radio station uh, up here right after college. And then, you know, obviously keeping that in the background, I called PA games for my local high school on the PA. And then I ended up going back into teaching and I, I coach, uh, football, basketball, and tennis over at the high school. And then I break now on the side too. So I always knew sports would be somehow involved in my, in my career. And I being behind the mic or in front of a mic or wherever, uh, this gives me a nice outlet to do that. So it's, it's been, it's been nice. That's perfect, man. Yeah, definitely. You're uh, sound if you're coaching, breaking and doing all the things you're doing, you're definitely fully immersed into sports. That's for sure. I know how much time those things take. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and you got to love it. You got to love what you're doing and you got to love, you know, the sport Avenue. And obviously if I'm not coaching sports or breaking, I'm watching sports. So it yep. kind of, you know, a big, big part of my life. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and that's why we're here. We're here for sports cards. Um, so yeah, well just real quick here, just a couple of updates on the injury reports. Uh, two has already ruled out. It kind of in, indeed had a fractured rib. So uh, for being carded still, like we talked, my wife talked about on the injury report on Monday's show, uh, still kind of best case for being carded, but he's still going to be, have some discomfort and it's going to be tough for him. Uh, Carson Wentz is still questionable. I just don't think he's going to play. I think they're just holding their cards close to his chest. I think that's, he's got at least one really bad ankle sprain and one will keep him hindered. So I don't, I think we're going to see Eason, maybe an Ellinger, just like they're going to have some combo of quarterbacks to figure out what they're going to do, uh, with them. But I do think they're going to lean on Jonathan Taylor in the running game. I think Marlon Mackley will get involved, but, um, Andy Dalton ruled out. So it's fields time. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was put on IR Davis mills time. Davis mills is playing. Okay. Right now he's currently 12 for 18 for 99 and a touchdown. Currently, uh, they're playing competitive against the Panthers, but the Panthers also speaking of injuries, CMC, yep. CMC already popped a hamstring and that's not, what we want to hear as our, one of our top running backs in fantasy and cards. And he's just a guy that we want to be healthy. And so that's just really unfortunate. Don't know the severity, but they took him out right away and ruled him out right away, which is not a good sign. Uh, and hamstrings are really important for the running backs. But uh, do you want to comment any of those, those injuries there, Mike, yeah, in terms of ones that you're commenting as a, as a big card collector in the card game, you know, I'm a big Jacob Eason investor. So I'm hoping that <laughs> Eason can beat out Ellinger and actually play pretty well. I had it on last week. He throws that first pick, but I, I agree with you. 
in the sense that the Colts desperately need a win this week. And uh, without Wentz, that's going to be a tall order, even leaning on Taylor, because they're obviously going to stack the box against him there. Um, I look for the Bears to continue to run a very, very boring offense with Fields. I I, I think that, again, Fields will definitely play. And and obviously this McCaffrey injury is going to change the dynamic, maybe the NFC playoff race a little bit here early, because Carolina, as good as they looked the first two weeks, had about the worst half of football that they've played all season here. Um, right. Have a, they, I guess they just scored to go up eight. But again, uh, going to be tough, I think. Uh, going to be tough to to really sustain anything if CMC is out for a long time. And certainly it could be that. It look, could be you know a, a four to six week, I'm guessing, hamstring usually about four to six weeks. Who yeah. knows? Especially for running backs, and really hurts, <clears throat> really hurts Darnold's momentum, you know, a little bit. Because unfortunately, CMC they run everything through him. So when he comes out of it, that's not he's, he's almost like losing a quarterback. You know, he's he's got so much weight on the passing game and the running game. So definitely kind of hurts my outlook. I've just been pretty positive about Darnold. I mean, they still get this win here, still be three and zero, and be in a good shape to try to weather the storm with CMC out. But um, definitely, I think hurts Darnold's outlooks. But he is getting hooked up with uh, uh, DJ Moore a bit which I kind of appreciate because DJ Moore has been kind of underappreciated, I think as a player. And those fantasy owners out there, it looks like, it looks like the bulk share is going to Chubba Hubbard. So that might increase the Chubba Hubbard cards, yep. you know, rookie back there. So Perfect. it might be a boost in his cards there. And I think, uh, and obviously he probably will be probably the most frequent, frequently added waiver wire guy, maybe, or one of the most frequently, we don't know what's going to happen this weekend, obviously had sure. this week. So yeah, and and he is a rookie card right now in Donruss. He's a he's a rookie this year at Oklahoma State, so he's definitely a guy to look at for sure. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, we kind of get through the product review. So for the Thursday show, I like to review the product a little bit. Um, I just want to ask you one question on the top topic of product, Mike. Is you know is Panini and Tops adding too much color? So what I mean by that is, that I think we all can safe to say the print runs are higher. We're not going to say that we don't know if it's junk wax error or not. I think that's we'll never know until things really settle. But it does seem like that every year they're adding more parallels. So you can only guess if there's more parallels, there's going to be a lot more base. Uh, the parallels are easier to hit because there's more of them. And it really, to me, is just kills the base card game. It's kind of the long-term play. So what are your thoughts in terms of, and this is Panini and Tops, in terms of their uh, increasing of color? And I think Select was the biggest yeah, uh, color, <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever you want to call that, color magnifying. We've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I actually think you're 100 percent right. I mean, when we look at a, a typical prison run, like yeah, I went big into prison baseball, and me and my buddy are collecting the Ian Anderson prism currently, and we've got it just because we hit a couple in a we are, we we have about 29 of the 42 different. <laughs> parallels of ian anderson and it's a cheap product we went with a cheaper guy a pitcher so we can maybe possibly put it together but here's where you lose the interest number one definitely way too much base i think a lot of these products listen people aren't collecting anything for the base i know people donate the base or they throw them in boxes you're trying to get the hits so that's a bad thing to have too much base too many hits too many cards in certain series like select you're absolutely right was one of the uh, big uh uh you know, big uh, problems with that was with, with select. And honestly, I think the other problem is one of the big reasons that the colors are cool is the chase. And if you don't have a realistic chance to get anywhere near your chase rainbow to chase the rainbow, no. uh, it's going to lose some interest in those tweeners who are not really totally invested in the cards. 
Right. That could be a problem. I'd much rather see a print run of 10 different colors. Right. Well, I think about Don, about Donruss right now, like the pink's numbered to 500 and it's not even really selling that well. You know, it's like, it's like, it's colored, it's numbered and it's still kind of people like, eh, it's a pink, you know, like, right. so it just kind of seems like you just throw those extra colors in there. So even when you do get a, a color hit, I think a numbered out of 500 card for like a rookie card is still quite valuable because you know, it's 500 of them. Um, it's still not getting a lot of traction. I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, Don Ross is a, I'll tell you, talk about a product football wise that has so many base. So yep. many, and that's what you're getting, even if you're buying an expensive hobby box, right? Yeah, and there's Taylor and I into that. What are your thoughts on Donners? I know you broke some, uh, I know you showed me some of your hits, which we'll get to uh later in the show. Got your nice little hit, big hit out of a blaster. But uh, what are your thoughts on Donners and its value? Like, my take it's been extremely overpriced for the hobby product. Um, I think the the flip rate's a little higher than I like for the, the blasters in terms of value. And a lot of it is because of the base. Like you said, I, they went all the way to a hundred rated rookie list instead of like half and half. Um, I don't like that. Uh, but anyways, what are your thoughts? People have heard mine. Yeah. I, um, to be honest with you. Okay. So here's my thoughts. I, the rated rookie list, I wasn't that upset with necessarily. Um, but you know, when you increase the rated rookies, they used to mean something and they do lose a lot of value. Um, you know, you tend to hit those cards. They're going like a typical like top quarterback, like Lawrence and Fields are going for about ten or fifteen bucks, maybe twenty five now. And there's just so many of them; it's so much out there. Um, right. but, but we're looking at a hundred and eighty five dollar difference from last year's class to this year's in price of hobby box. So up on the market, and Don Russ is king now because nothing else is released. And I'm going to talk actually. Uh, that'll lead me into something we'll talk about later with, with other cards coming up. But like Don Ross, it, it, right now is the one area where you can make money on it. That's why the blasters are flipping high. And to be honest with you, I would not pay myself anything above the $50 mark for a blaster at any means. I would like to stay 50 and under and really be more in the 35, 40 range is right. reasonable. And I'm seeing them going for 65 to 70. Yeah. And, and most of the cards in there are junk. Let's be completely honest. I mean, you can hit yeah. big cards, which is yeah. the but if you don't if you don't hit even rookie parallels aren't going for that much. Uh no. you know, like as you said before, even the five hundred. So yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm right in with you on that. I think I'm I'm probably thirty five to forty. I think they're kind of hitting around the forty to forty five on eBay comps in terms of the blasters, in terms of single sales for the blasters. But yeah, thirty five to forty would be max for me. But like you said, like I would. I don't like that if I get a blaster for uh, thirty-five dollars. We know that we know that you buy product that your chances of breaking even is low. But I just don't like even if you hit like two or three rookies. Like if I hit a Lawrence and a Chase and a Pitts, I still lost. And I think that's that's too much. Like it needs to be a little yeah. bit closer in terms of getting some base value, which the base value is being suppressed. So um, when speaking that. W- what is your favorite card in Donruss? Like the, the are you, like your favorite insert? Uh, are you a downtown Marvel? Which guy? Which is kind of your favorite? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, downtown is my favorite insert in any series that we have of any card. They slightly ahead of Kabooms for absolute, which I never get anyway. All right, well, with that, let's show everybody your hit from this week, and I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, so- there, there it is, that Jamar Chase, and I'll, and I'll tell you, I bought, uh, we bought uh, four blasters. And or five blasters, and at a price of it was about 35, and it was in the third blaster that I hit it. And just you're shocked because I've opened up 
last year probably opened up, I don't know, 30 blasters. I don't want to know how many, 35, uh, and hit nothing. And to hit that card um, in that set there uh, was just an awesome pull. It's one of the best pulls that I've had just because, you know, I mean, the value, I you know, anywhere from, I don't know, 350 to 500, depending on what you get. And obviously that card's going to be going off the PSA. But, uh, but honestly, like, it's just a beautiful hit. And what I love about the downtowns is just the art in the background. It really is like a piece of art. I mean, if you really look at it and analyze it and look how cool it is, um, and not on any other set doesn't really match that. Right. I mean, the marbles are cool. Marbles are hobby exclusive only. But, uh, you know, again, the, the, the downtowns for the blaster hit, that's why you're buying the blaster. I mean, you're buying the blaster to try to get lucky and chase a huge hit, but you know, you're probably going to end up, like you said, out of $35, probably being down 20 bucks every yeah. set. But that is a great hit. And with that, we'll just kind of move into some of the Donner's pricing and just the one we'll throw off the top to kind of give you some help with your comp on your card. Uh, Devonta Smith's downtown sold for 450. And I think Jamar Chase's health, he should be above that. Yeah. He, there you go. Yep. First receive taken. So you're right, right in that five, 600 range. Uh, will be pretty good for him. So just kind of giving the listeners an update on the Donneris, um, just kind of where the base cards are. They've kind of, they're tapering down quite a bit. Um, so Lawrence's base is 17 to 28. He's got a red press through sell for 60. Photo variation out of 49, uh, sorry, out of 100 sold for 49. Um, so you can see his has come down a little bit. Like I'm seeing a lot of his cards selling for under 20 bucks, yeah. um, which is surprising. I mean, just the, I know the Jags, I mean, he's, he's, he's struggled. But the Jags, we kind of knew would be a they'd be a tough team, and so I just think that I don't know if people have high expectations or people just jump on the Mac Jones bandwagon, which we get to. But I think it's really interesting that such a premium player, one of the better talented quarterbacks coming out in a long time, has already been kind of pulled back already, which is a little surprising. Uh, what are your are you how worried are you with Lawrence? Are you, are you still thinking he's a great long term hold? Five quarterbacks, I think he's a great long term hold. Uh, I'm a little bit biased and thinking the best long-term hold is Trey Lance, but that's me as a 49er <laughs> fan probably. But I mean, uh, uh, again, I do think that Mac Jones is legit. I'm very worried about, about Zach Wilson. Um, yep. Not through four interceptions against a Belichick defense, but just overall watching him, his size um, and his indecisiveness and not playing a huge college game. I'm a little bit worried about him. And right. I think his cards probably be the lowest of the right. five. Here. They are, yes, yeah, they definitely are. He he definitely looks overwhelmed. He he, he but I mean, again, he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. So again, they took a chance on a high upside play, and like they've done before with nothing around him, like it's just it's not going to work. Like I just feel like it's going to damage typical him. Jets. Yeah, typical Jets, exactly. So just kind of we'll, we'll run through the quarterback prices since you got to mince all them. We will get to Lance later in the show. Uh, Fields is going about nineteen to twenty-five, averaging about the same as Lawrence. Mac Jones is going twenty to thirty-two, and about a twenty-five dollar average. So he's the highest uh, base rookie card right now. Uh, still, uh, Trey Lance has come down quite a bit, which is why we'll talk about him later. He's about eleven to sixteen, about averaging fourteen for his. And Zach Wilson, yes, he's down five, as little as five dollars to twelve. He's averaging about eight bucks for his rookie card. So he has people are definitely very concerned with him. Um, I'll just jump through so I don't read about a lot of these, but like Wilson's downtown, we talked about before, was almost a 1700. It sold a couple weeks ago. Now it's down to 900. Um, Trey Lance, 1225 for his downtown. Uh, I put on here because it's a little bit interesting. This card's getting a lot of love is that out of the world insert rookies. Um, Mac Jones sold for 55, which I thought was kind of respectable for just a rookie that's not something that people yeah. are used to. So it's a pretty solid price for that. But uh, yeah, anything else on the quarterbacks you want to get to there, Mike, before we jump to the 
I, you know, I think right now, I mean, again, in the early stages, and I kind of think back to last year a little bit with the pricing of Herbert's early on in the year were kind of, you know, steady, 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 you know, not great. And then all of a sudden he had a nice three, four game stretch and then he shot up by like 250%. And I think right. you're going to see that with a guy like Trevor Lawrence. He's going to have a game, maybe it's this week, maybe wherever, where he throws for 350 and three TDs. And now all of a sudden in a shootout, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, he looks pretty good out there. Right. Uh, so I think you're going to see, I would hold Trevor Lawrence. In fact, not only hold, my advice would be scoop up those Trevor Lawrences. Yep. Get those now. 17 is I think by the end of the year, the base, you know, base rookies are going to be over 30. That would be where I would be at right now. It's almost double the price. Um, and, and everyone else, you know, like I said, I always like to hold rookies to see. Um, uh, I, I do think Mac Jones is a solid player, but I think he will probably stay about where he's at. Right. Fair enough. And I think he's a little bit limited too. I think he's got the coaching and the defense, but we'll say that offense is pretty limited. I think overall. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do against the Bills and a little bit tougher defenses. But I, I think Mac has looked extremely impressive with his accuracy and his downfield throwing has been exactly what Belichick needed. Um, that's, one, that's one thing that Cam kind of struggled with was that accuracy and consistently, you know, hitting the spots. Big time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's just kind of run through these last guys in kind of a chunk. So we got Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Kyle Pitts are kind of the other top draft picks. And then I put on Rondale Moore. Um, this time, just to mention him, because he had a great game last week uh, for Arizona. And obviously, that's an offense that can feast for a lot of receivers with Kyler and what they do. Um, all these guys are pretty much three to six bucks. And I really think that's surprisingly low, even for a guy like Chase, just because the, there's such an emphasis on quarterbacks in the class. And that's why everybody loves Donruss and loves this class, because there's five first-round quarterbacks. But I do think that Chase and Devonta and Waddle, because they're actually playing pretty well, I think those guys can kind of come up a little bit. We know we can't invest in receivers with this game of football, but I do think that Jamar Chase is kind of giving me a strong Jefferson, Lamb, DK Metcalf vibe that I think that we could see some value there. Uh, what are your thoughts on those receivers? And and, uh, and Najee Harris is also kind of that same three to six range as well. Najee's there too. Yeah, I mean, I, of, of those receivers that you just mentioned, um, coming out of college, you know, um, different opinions on Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is going to be pretty darn good. I think his route running is great. I think when if Hurts settles in the pocket and him and Rigord, the Eagles could actually have a decent uh, pairing there. So if he's – I would like to jump on him. Waddles looked decent, but without a quarterback now, you might see his value dip a little bit. Yep. Yeah, like you mentioned in the show, Tua is going to be out. Not good. Jacoby Brissett, not a big-time downhill uh, downward throw, downhill throw. That's going to hurt him. Um, and then, yeah, Chase looks like the best guy. I mean, he looks like the best guy. He was drafted as the best guy. And him and Higgins form a dynamic punch if they can actually give Joe Burrow 3.5 seconds to throw. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Will they be able to last on pan passing on Penny Sewell? As a Burrow fan, I kind of wanted to take Sewell, but I'm also an Oregon fan. I just want him to get protection. But, um, but yeah, Jamar Chase, uh, a couple of sales I want to mention this because I think that he is a buy. Um, and he'll be on our buy list here. A gold out of 50 Donruss uh, for 108. So a gold parallel. That's a very – like a – a lot of people like the golds uh, for 108. I think that's cheap. Um, the, one of those Accus tests or however you pronounce that, the SSPs at the back, yep. that's like supposed to be like water tested or whatever it's supposed to be, oh, um, yeah. is uh, $33. I thought that was a nice little SP scoop up that someone picked up. So um, those are hard to find. So just kind of getting some different uh, looks for him. I like I like the values of his SPs right now. Um, and then I also put on here even nice, one. Build a nice chase lot right now for pretty cheap price which is a nice job, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And then the Rondell Moore uh, goal out of 50 sold for 66. And I just wanted to mention that because he's just coming, coming up. So I think that makes the chase card look great and also show that Moore's getting a little respect as well. So I should have played with Kyler Murray. That, that's that's uh, right. He looks, he looked good last week. He did look very good last week. Minus the fumble at the goal line, but he looked very good last week. That's true. If he can just cut down his turnovers and stay healthy, I think it's the biggest thing with Kyler when it comes to his shot at MVP or shot at, you know, he's in the toughest division in the league. So it's going to be, it's going to be difficult that he's got to win all these out of conference games for sure. So um, speaking of that, let's just transition Mike right into the kind of division winners. Uh, do you want to go back and forth or what do you, how do you want to play this? Yeah, whatever you want. I mean, you can give me your, your division. Well, yeah, sure. We can go back and forth. We can talk about the division, see if I agree or disagree. I'm sure we'll agree on a lot of these. Um, but I'm sure we have some difference of opinion on some teams. So you All want right. to start off with the AFC East maybe, and then we'll just go from there, I guess. I don't know. That sounds good. That sounds good. AFC East, I got. I just don't see it not being the Bills, especially with Tua going down. I think the Dolphins are going to, um, depending on how long Tua's out or if it's a situation every time he gets hit, he's out for a couple of plays. I just feel like the Dolphins are losing that quarterback momentum. Will they make like a big splash and see if they can get Watson, if he can get eligible? I, I don't know, but I just think right now the Bills are in the easiest position to win that division. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I actually have been more impressed with the Pats than I thought I would be. Uh, the Pats, to me, are the second best team in the division, minus that Damian Harris fumble inside the three, which, I mean, is just a killer loss, obviously. Miami somehow always seems to have the Pats number at least once every year. But um, I do think, that, you know, Belichick gives them the edge there in, in terms of finishing second and making a wild card push, possibly. And yeah. the Jets 2-15. I, I don't see much more from the Jets. I mean, unfortunately, as much as I like Robert Sala, I don't see much more from the Jets. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a longer and a one-year thing for him anyways. For sure. Um, AFC North, I, I'm going with the Browns. I just think the Browns um, are the healthiest. They're, they look like the most consistent. I think losing Landry does hurt quite a bit. Um, but I'm just – the Steelers' offense is worrying me quite a bit. The Ravens' injuries is worrying me quite a bit. I know they got the big win against the Chiefs, but I'm just going to kind of go with the well-rounded Browns. That's kind of where I'm going. How about you? I'm going uh, I'm going Pittsburgh. I, 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 you know, I, of course, I said this, and then, and then they let me down last week, but – I think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is the best team in the division. I think overall, they have the experienced quarterback. I trust Roethlisberger even at 41 years old, way more than I trust Baker in a big spot. Okay. Uh, very impressed with Baltimore's win last week, but also very disappointed with Baltimore's Week One loss. So it was, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag with Baltimore, and, and I think Cincinnati's still a couple years away. But uh, so I'm going to go Pittsburgh there. I do think the Browns will make the playoffs, but I'm going to go Pittsburgh. All right, so fair enough. Uh, we'll go down to AFC South. Uh, I really thought it'd be the Colts at the beginning of the year. I thought the Colts, you know, if Wentz get things going, they'd be in good position. I liked their offense and defense quite a bit. Um, but I had to switch to the Titans with the Wentz injury. Just they're already 0-2, and now they have a quarterback injury. I just think it might be too big of a hole for the Colts to dig out of. I just – I really don't see them be able to beat the Titans um, next week. So I'm going Titans. How about you? Yeah, uh, couldn't agree more. I mean, I you know I'd like to you know for for the show, I'll have a little more banter here. But you know, guess what? It's Tennessee's division to lose. I they look terrible week one. Great bounce back win in Seattle. That's going to be looking back at the end of the season, a huge you know huge game that they circled that changed their season in week two. I right. don't think any other team in the division wins six games. Okay, that's fair. I mean, Texans and Jags are they're going to be struggling for sure. Uh, AFC West, I mean, we just got to be Chiefs. I really hope that the Chargers challenge them, and the Raiders have looked phenomenal. I just can't believe in the Raiders after two games. It's going to take longer than that for me. The Raiders haven't – they seem to show flashes and fall, show flashes and fall. So I'm just going to stay at the Chiefs there and go chalk. 
I'm going. I'm going Kansas City as well. But Denver's looked what good. Denver's looked very good. Oakland's yeah. looked good. So two big surprises there. I love Herbert, but uh, they don't. To me, I watched that whole Dallas game. They still have a little bit of. Uh, oh God, I can't think of it. Anthony Lynn in them. You know, in terms yeah. of Bowen games, and you just can't trust the Chargers right now down the stretch. Herbert made a big mistake in the red zone last week. So I'm going Kansas City. Obviously, you know, pretty obvious to win that division. But I think Denver uh, will finish ahead of Oakland. Perfect. Um, we got uh, NFC East. I'm just going Dallas, and I, I know it's a little biased. I am a Dallas fan, but I just I'm going to go with the best quarterback in the division. Um, and they have some injuries. Their defense has been good enough. Uh, I'm just worried about Hurts, which we'll get to. But I'm going with Dallas based on quarterback play. Yeah, I'm a cowboy. I'm a cowboy believer here. Um, I actually uh, the Giants are atrocious. They're horrible. They're bat poorly coached. Uh, I, I think you know what's his name. Yeah. Terrible job on Monday and Thursday night. Just an awful job by him down the stretch. Yeah. And Washington, I, I can't trust them either. In fact, their defense has been extremely disappointing. Philadelphia uh, looks better, but Dallas, I think, is the best team. This might be another nine-win division champion. Yeah, yeah. They're still the NFC least right now in my mind, unfortunately, which we need to shake. Uh, NFC North, the Packers, and I'll hit the NFC South same time, the Bucks. I think the Bucks is kind of seems to me be automatic. I think that you know the Panthers are showing some signs, the Saints showed some signs, but I just think the Bucks are the easiest of the, those two choices. But Pucks, Bucks and Packers, what do you think about those, Mike? You know, I'd love not to go chalk here because I'd love to push someone because I think Green Bay is a very flawed team. Um, Bucks are definitely winning the South, no question there. Uh, yeah. Very flawed team. To me, the second best team, and I know it's going to be crazy to say, and, and I think can push them is Minnesota, who just had a gut wrenching loss last week and a gut wrenching loss in week one. I mean, they are one bounce away in two both games from being two and zero. Instead, they're staring at zero and two and a must win. And now reports coming out that Dalvin Cook might be a little banged up. So, right. you know, I still think Minnesota could give them a push. Um, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is really all in this year. We'll see. Yeah, that's very true. And we'll finish up. I think the toughest call of the night is the NFC West. I think all four teams could win it. I think that's the fun part about that. And I'm just going with the Rams based on defense. I think they have the best defense quarterback combo. So I'm going with the Rams. Hard to argue with the defense quarterback combo, but I'm obviously picking San Francisco here. Uh, <laughs> the four, you know, the 49ers are a year removed. They had the worst injury luck I've ever seen last year. Their defense is back and healthy, minus Jason Barrett. I know that's a big loss, obviously, but uh you know, the pass rush is back, the front seven. Um, I think Stafford's good, but, again, everyone says the Niners can't get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, they got to the Super Bowl and were a play away from winning that thing. So I think they, they win the division. I think the Rams probably finish second, Arizona third, and nothing makes a Niner fan happier than thinking Seattle in last place. So that, gotcha. that, <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm with you. For some reason I have a kind of a hatred for Seattle, too. That goes against Pete Carroll, not really Seattle. But and that's weird because I'm actually from Oregon in the Northwest, so people always don't know why I don't like Seattle. <laughs> but hey, yeah, Pete Carroll too. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's just do the buy sell segment this way, Mike. I'm gonna run through my three. You can just say agree or disagree with the three that I have, and maybe throw out one yourself, and then we'll go to the sell to kind of chunk it out. Does that sound good? Yes, sir. Go ahead. So the first one I think you're gonna agree with, but I think Trey Lance is a buy on Donner's heavy right now. I've been starting to watch this stuff on eBay. I think people forget that Patrick Mahomes sat for a whole year and came into a great offensive-minded coach and hit the ground running. And I don't think there's any reason that Lance can't do that. I think that he's sitting and not getting a lot of time 
is just making people forget or go for the guys that are seeing play. But I think this was Sam Fran's plan all along. They had money invested Jimmy Garoppolo. They had to just, they couldn't just cut him or trade him because he was just too expensive. So they're keeping Jimmy in there, letting Trey get the reps and practice and do things he's got to do to develop. And they think they're kind of doing it the right way, the way that quarterbacks kind of need time to get accustomed to the NFL. So Trey Lance is a strong buy for me out of Donruss. And I put Jamar Chase as well in Donruss. I think he's just too cheap for the top receiver in the class. I think he's a, I don't want to say surefire, but I, close to surefire receiver one long-term that you can have pairing with his old quarterback that he's going to have a good pairing there for a long time to be successful. So I'm a big buy on Jamar Chase for Adonis. And the one guy that's not in um, the, the recent product I went with Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup is a, not a flashy or a big receiver one guy, but he's first tied for first in receptions in the season so far, two games. He's third in receiving yards. He finally has a quarterback. If he can stay healthy, I think him and Stafford can have a pretty special year if they're both healthy. And I think that Cup's always been good. It's just been a matter of health and Goff's consistency. So those are yep. just three guys I like as quick buys. Any thoughts on those or one guy for yourself? Yeah, certainly. So Trey Lance, obviously I'm all in on that 100% sit behind Kyle Shanahan for an entire year if he has to, come in at different gimmicky plays. Uh, so, yes, bye, 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 Lance, like said, undersell. Agree with you on Jamar Chase as well, um, although I would also um, throw in, if I'm going Jamar Chase, like I would also buy in on Devontae Smith. Uh, he would be the one guy that I think is really low that I would I would try to scoop up a lot of right now at a cheap price. I like Cooper Cup, and as it pains me to say as a Niner fan, I mean, if you're going a receiver like that, my buy. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett seems to be the, you know, obviously the poor man's DK Metcalf, and yet he's destroyed him in two games in fantasy. Uh, so down the line, I, you know, I was not a Lockett believer up until about midway through last year, and now I'm all in. So that's there you go. great. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on those ones as well. Lockett is underappreciated. Whenever I see little Prism rookies of Lockett and fire cells, I tend to buy them. I just think they're just cheap and good cards to grab. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. I, um, so my cells, I got Jalen Hurts. Um, I just think that there's a lot of concerns with Jalen Hurts in the offseason. You know, they they said we're fully committed to him, and then the new regime came in and said, well, no, it's anybody's job, and just not really giving that full confidence into him uh, at times through the process of coming through coaching staff where they're trying to posture for you have to earn your spot and all that stuff. I just didn't like that. It was weird to me. Um, even in his win against the Falcons, his his completion percentage was still around 50%, just above that. And then again, it was struggled last week against a tougher defense with Sam Fran. So he's got a big game on Monday night against Dallas. He's really got to come out and be efficient passing to kind of get us back on board with him as their franchise quarterback. I know it's two games. We can't make huge decision in two games for him. But I just do think that even though his fantasy numbers were good week one, they were mediocre at best week two. This Cowboys defense is not stellar, but they're not terrible. He needs to perform. And I think if he doesn't, it's going to be starting the Eagles start to kind of make a different plan. I don't think they're going to give him like a full year of being mediocre. So I'm, I'm kind of selling Hertz. His orange laser went for $500 a PSA 10. That's a non-numbered prism parallel for 500. I would sell that. Uh, Carson Wentz, he's just often injured. I would probably, if I had any PSA 10 prism silvers of him, uh, for 275, I'd take that and just run. I just don't see the longevity. I don't see him, you know, to be a quarterback successful in the hobby, you got to have a Super Bowl, you got to go all the distance, and I just don't think he can. Um, and then the last one's Clyde Edwards Alaire. His cards aren't going for crazy, but if you just have anything of uh, Clyde Edwards, I just think that cost the team last week with a fumble that lost the game for him. They've given him every chance to succeed. And even I was a believer as a rookie. I thought he's a perfect fit. I just think that the square peg round hole now, it's just not working. And I don't think KC's going to keep giving him the full, full line share. So those are my three cells, Mike. Yeah. Um, on your cells, uh, I agree with you. 
across the board, uh, except well, I agree with you on two of the three. I agree with you on the sell for CEH, although right now, honestly, you might be buying a bottom dollar after that fumble on Monday night, so you never yeah. know. You might have already hit the hit the uh, basement floor on that one. I'm not going to sell Jalen Hurts just yet. I, I Like I said, maybe that's because I'm on Devontae Smith, and I like Rigor as well. Um, so I think the Eagles give him – I want to see – yes, I want to see him play well in primetime on Monday night. Um, and, but I think give him an opportunity – with no one else around, I think I do believe in Jalen Hurts' ability to still be a successful quarterback um, in the league. And obviously Wentz with the injuries, no question about it. For me, uh, if you're looking at a sell guy, uh, you know, back and forth on this, but I'm going to go sell hard Baker Mayfield. And here's why. Again, Cleveland's put a lot of talent around him. Now there's not not just like, oh, that's nice, they're 8-8. Eight and eight. Nine and seven make the playoffs. Now it's hey, we're winning the division. Like you predicted them. A lot of guys out there predicted them to win the division. If he falls short again and they look at all that talent around him, it's eventually going to come back on him. His cards had a nice bounce back last season. I'm looking for that to repress uh, to uh, to bounce back down. So I would sell high on Baker Mayfield rookies if you could. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, he's kind of one of my guys. I think. But the only thing I struggle with that, Mike, is just the Baker's half the price of Lamar. He's half the price of Herbert. I just don't think he's half the player. It's my my yeah. logic with Baker. Like I do see what you're saying, and I think he is limited in terms of his. Um, like he's not going to be Mahomes. He's not going to be anything huge numbers wise. So I think people are always going to get what they get with him. It's more about how long he keeps that job in Cleveland if they're successful. I think that's right. he's. But he is definitely has a he has a ceiling. That's for sure. Um, yeah, that's great. Thanks for that. Um, let's just, we'll pop into your, uh, vintage card spotlight. So Mike submitted the vintage card spotlight for the week. He brought in the 86 tops Jerry, Jerry Rice rookie card. So this one's not his, but it is the same card basically. Um, so we thought I'd throw that up here for the listeners to see, uh, Mike, do you want to talk about how you got the card and maybe just uh, anything about the card you want to share? And then I'll kind of run through some stuff with a checklist and a little bit of pricing on the Jerry Rice rookie card here. Yeah, I actually won it in a, uh, on Facebook. Um, I, you know, I'm a big Niner fan, so won it on Facebook in, 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 uh, actually it was a group called sports card mania. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, I went on there, won it in, 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 you know, in an auction and, um, you know, so I only had to pay 40 bucks to get into that auction, which was nice. Uh, so it was a nice hit for me as a Niner fan. And uh, it's one of my favorite cards. You know, obviously, you know, God knows how much I look at. You know, I'm, I'm 38 years old. Uh, you know, uh, God knows how much I look at all those cards. And who knows what I had back when I was growing up at six and seven, you know, throwing them around and doing whatever. Um, I wish I could go back and save it. But that was kind of one of the cards from the early sets I used to collect. Um, when I was younger, I had, you know, I had team sets and things of that nature. So obviously I was drawn to that. And of course, who wouldn't be drawn to the greatest football player that ever played outside the quarterback. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I got you. That's an awesome card. It's definitely one card in my bucket list. Andy Moss crap. Yeah. 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 The, um, there's the one as a Cowboys fan, I fully respect Jerry Rice. Just playing receiver myself in the sport, like Jerry Rice, respect him like crazy. I think he's a, the work ethic, all the things that he put together in terms of career was a fun thing to follow at my age, just watching him come through. Um, the, with him, I think it's, yeah, it's just a, definitely a card on my bucket list. Um, yeah. Just quick uh, pricing on those. His PSA 7 is going for about 150 BGS 8.5 for 320 SGC nine for fifteen hundred, and the raws are going for about forty. Tough card to grade with the green borders, so that's why you're seeing the the yeah. lower grades still sell pretty well. Uh, anytime you have a color border, it's going to be a tough grade. Uh, just some notable rookies from the set for everyone is, and these are kind of guys that I just have heard. There might be some guys that I missed, but just running through. Uh, Ernest Biner, 
Uh, Charles Mann was a pretty solid defensive tackle, uh, defensive end. Bernie Kosar, Boomer Esiason, uh, obviously Reggie White's a massive uh, rookie to get out of there. Uh, Ray Childress, just really good old lineman. Steve Young, probably the second biggest guy in this set. Andre Reed and then Bruce Smith for the Bills Nation kind of round out some rookies out of that set. So it's a cool set. The nice green borders are fun. I think it's a fun card to own, and that's uh, an awesome, especially for you, PC, being a Niners fan. I'm sure that's pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's one, one of my favorites. There you go. All right, let's just run into – I'm going to just – I have three guys that I'm watching. Maybe just throw a guy that you were watching this week in terms of buying or just want to see in terms of value uh, for the week. Uh, Justin Fields, he has to be on the list. Uh, his first start, really want to see him with a week of preparation and just actually getting ready for the game. I think last week, you know, you got to be careful with rookie quarterbacks throwing them in a spot. You got to say they're always supposed to be ready, but I think it's a lot different when you're not getting all the reps and you're actually preparing. So I, I want to see a full week of preparation for him. Um, a Dallas RB situation as a Dallas fan, as a, you know, as Zeke's a, a card holder for people, he's has pretty good value in his rookie cards. And a lot of people are wondering if it's Tony Pollard time, I know that the snap share is still heavily Zeke, but Tony Pollard's making the best of his time. So I'm really watching the Dallas running back situation just to see is Zeke really declining more than we thought. And the last one is can Winston bounce back or that first week, just a random win over green Bay. And it's going to be tough sledding for Winston going forward. So, uh, what do you think on that, Mike? Or do you have anybody you're watching? Um, you know, the Pollard-Zeke thing, I still think Zeke's okay, but, but Pollard has been very impressive, and I think Dallas needs to use a two-headed monster consistently. Uh, the guy I'm watching this week, like I told you before earlier, you know, maybe card value-wise, I'm definitely going to have the Colts on as one of my games, see if, what Jacob Eason can do, maybe in a full start. Uh, and the one guy that I know it's going to be shocking maybe to people that I think has actually played a lot better than his team shows is actually Daniel Jones in New York. Jones – has not played poorly despite the team being terrible. So I look for, you know, Jones against Atlanta this week. If you want a sleeper to start maybe in DraftKings or something like that, Jones could be a 353 guy this week. You know, yeah, light up the definitely. very porous Atlanta defense. That's definitely. I'm sliding in Sterling Shepard into a couple of my lineups that he's been sitting out of my receivers, but I'm putting him in. Definitely. Good call. Um, let's just kind of talk about some games of the week and then we'll get out of here, Mike, just, um, and then you said you had some, uh, spread picks you want to share with us. We'll definitely get to that, but just, I'm going to start run through some games on the schedule that I'm kind of intrigued by. I am intrigued by Washington and Buffalo, um, mostly because really Josh Allen hasn't been great so far. He hasn't been super efficient. Um, I haven't really seen his MVP form from last year and Washington's also a tough defense. So is it going to be the same thing for Josh Allen or is he going to start coming out of his, you know, funk a little bit? So I'm definitely interested in that game um tennessee and indy's a huge one obviously um it, will indy sink to zero and three i think that's a pretty big one to check out chargers at chiefs definitely big as well um and let's see here who else we got Game of the week is probably tampa bay and the rams i think that's the one that we're really looking forward to seeing who is you know can the rams put themselves up there as the best team in the league because right now i think most people think tampa bay is that and then we finish up on sunday night with green bay san fran and philly and dallas are always pretty intriguing uh, but, yeah, what do you think, Mike, in terms of uh, what are some spread picks you want to share with us? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the picks this week, you know, again, I actually lean pretty heavy here um, on the Patriots this week. They're actually one of my picks of the week uh, against the Saints. I, I, I just don't see this game being very close. I think I think the Pats dominate the game, win by, I'd say, 14 points probably would be a good, you know, good prediction there, I think. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a believer in James Winston. You said it before. I agree hundred percent with you. I, I just think that there's just not a lot of value there in the Saints. So that would be my biggest, my, my lock of the week here. If I had to go a lock of the week would be okay. to take the Patriots. 
Um, as far as the other big games, like you were talking about Buffalo, um, I would lean Buffalo in that game. Um, but I certainly would not invest a ton in it. So, uh, right. and I would, and I would actually take, uh, against so, Arizona, against Arizona only because I think they came off a, mo- a monumental win last week. I think they're a little shaky in certain spots. They've got the Niners coming up the week at, uh, two weeks after that. They got the Rams, I think the week before, uh, coming up before that. I think it might be looking ahead this week. So that those would be my, you know. Who, who, uh, who do you got? Who do you got? Rams, Tampa, straight up. Straight up, I'm going Tampa. Okay. Tampa. Right now, I mean, I've learned I, I can't pick against Tom Brady. As much as I like to root against Tom Brady, <laughs> I can't I pick know. against Tom Brady right now. And Gronkowski and everything else that's going on there in Tampa has been pretty darn impressive. That's so, right. And maybe that's also which you know can they help us out and beat the Rams? That would be nice. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on, Mike. I really appreciate you joining the show. Give us some football insight. Uh, you want to plug your uh, breaks one more time and just yeah. uh, say where people can find you. Absolutely. So you guys go on to powerhouse breaks on Facebook. Um, and it's me and my buddy, Brian, we've been breaking baseball there. Um, Andrew Maskell breaks football. Uh, we also are breaking mini helmets coming up. We got a couple cases of those coming in. So we're looking forward to that. I know Tyson, you've been in breaks and, uh, we got another Bowman Chrome up there. We try to get all the new products. So check us out on Powerhouse Breaks. I'd love to have you come on in, and, and uh, we'll try to hit you some cards. We've been red hot recently with the Bowman Chrome. Hopefully that continues here uh, going forward. Perfect. Thanks again for being on. And also just to mention my uh, sponsor, my sponsor is Queen City Breaks. Uh, Harris and the guys over there are also doing a lot of Bowman Chrome and different giveaways to go check out. I uh, really appreciate them sponsoring the show. But again, Mike, I really appreciate you coming on, and I will see you obviously in the future, my man. All right. Hey, thanks, Tice. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks a lot. Yeah, but take care. Take care.